So this is a little bonus episode. The radio presenter that comes in after me is called Ian Lee. And he was talking to me a little bit about interviewing because he's had a bit more experience than I. And he wanted to find out a little bit about my story. So here's 10 minutes or so of Ian Lee turning the tables on the interviewer and interviewing me and why and where I got here today. Hope you enjoy it. So, Carmel Jane, women in business. Yes. You're a woman in business. You have your own photography business. Yes. What got you started in photography first? I married a photographer. So he got you. You had no inkling to take pictures until you married a oh, photographer. I've, I've done a lot of travelling, so I've done a bit of photography. And everyone fancies himself as a photographer, don't they? Yeah, but did you have a decent camera, or was it just one of those holiday cameras? Well, it was a, it was a decent-ish holiday camera. Right. Okay. But no, and then there was a lot of husband and wife wedding photography teams, and I think I'm probably a little bit more entrepreneurial than yeah. uh, you know creative. And I said, we can do this. We can make this work. So that's how I started out in photography. Um, got married in 99, so that means 20-odd years ago. Wow. Yeah, wow. I know. I started so, when I was three and a half. That would, have been, that would have been weird if I got married then, wouldn't it? I didn't. Obviously, I was a grown woman. That was the wrong thing to say. A three-year-old at your wedding taking pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Couldn't happen so, like that. So you've, you've done that. What, decided, what, what made you decide to get out of wedding photography and into schools and dance photography then? Um, it was a niche market? It's because I had breast cancer. Okay. You didn't know this, Ian. I didn't you? know this that, no. digging deep, isn't it? No, I was really ill, and I photographed about 500 weddings, and you know what? I just went, I've had enough. I don't. I didn't love it, and I think it's not fair on your bride and groom if you don't love it. Yeah. Um, the money had kind of gone down in it as well, which didn't help, and There's I had, too many people doing wedding photography yeah, as well. Yeah, you can go and buy all your kit for £500,000 and call yourself a photographer. And if so, you take, if same take, with DJing. Yeah, yeah, and if you take 3,000 photos... We're going to get a few decent ones. Um, At least, yeah. So, and then I had a few dance schools. And I, I'm quite a fast, efficient person. I like doing things quite systematically. And um, it was a way I thought I can pay someone to go out and take photos. Right. And if, I, and if I was to get ill again, my business, I could still keep earning a living because I actually did, I photographed eight weddings in a four-week period over my last two chemos. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's heavy going with it was, chemo. It was, yeah, I was really seriously ill, bald, put my wig on, put my smiley face on and went out there and did it. And I just thought I never wanted to be in that situation again. So that was seven or eight years ago of dance and two and a half years ago we started doing school photography. I now employ 15 full-timers. I've got uh, about 20 uh, by my team. At what point did you say, right, I need to employ people? Was it from the off or did you give it a couple of years and then, well, I need, need to employ a couple of people and then you employed a couple no, of people? No, I had someone, um, the delightful Rachel Perkins, if she's listening, she was working in the Kodak shop in Shenfield and when that closed down, I said, oh, you know, you can do my editing. And so I actually had an editor even when I was doing weddings. Right. Um, I, I love employing people. Good. You, you ask them to do the jobs in, that you're, you're least good at and you, you don't really enjoy. And they make you look amazing. <laughs> well, they do. They, 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 they are the people that... that your, your employees are the people that put you where you are, keep you where you are. And as long as you keep those people with you and keep them happy, you're, you're always going to have a good result. I have amazing staff. I think I say this every, every, every week. I didn't say it today. We didn't talk about staff. But love my team and it means you can grow and you can help people and you can grow them which is what I love as well so but yeah I just needed to know that I had financial security I just uh, left my husband uh, two little kids and I just thought I never want to be in this situation again where I'm having to the day after my last chemo I went and did a wedding where I didn't sit down for 12 hours oh. I know it's amazing what you can do though but that's that's that, that. <laughs> It's adrenaline. You must have been running on on what what you call wedding adrenaline. Wedding, yeah, you because you must get it too, don't you? When you 
Yeah. Yeah. Performance adrenaline. So um, I know you employ a lot of uh, ladies and you employ one man. Yeah. Was that a conscious decision for you to have an all girls team? No. When we were doing the dance, it was our branding was very pink and swirly. We've actually changed it a bit since then. And because we're doing photographing dance, so it, it attracted people to apply for the job who are women. Yeah. And then because we're photographing dance, because often you're in a room where there's little kids or teenagers getting changed. And actually, you know what I mean? It's just easier if there's a, a woman in the room, I think. And so yeah. it kind of, but I think largely it was our branding and, our, and how we looked. We looked like a girl thing, you know, so... But yeah, I like it. No one, no one mansplains to us, Ian, and no one makes inappropriate comments. Well, no, 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 nobody should in the workplace. That that's something that shouldn't really happen. But I was just curious to to know why uh, it was an it was an all girls team. But now you've explained it, I, I can yeah. see it as clear as day. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, it's just, it's, it kind of, and then also you create a company culture. And so it makes it easier to, then it kind of grows that way. Yeah. And, and I think to get, I'm sure a couple of girls in the team wouldn't mind if I got some handsome young men in the office. <laughs> so you, you, but, meant, but there's, but, you know, and I haven't interviewed a lot of men, but it's just how, how we all work in. Fair enough. That, that's a good enough reason. So you, you mentioned branding and uh, imaging and stuff like that. Did you have a consultant for that? Or is that your forte? No, I first, my first logo when I was, um, wedding. So I had a, my friend, my cousin's husband was really cool, kind of designed me that. And then when I, went, oh, that's when I went to the dance schools, yeah. uh, Lara Rankoff was my designer and I said, give me four designs. I want to be pink, fluffy, dance. And I looked at the four and went, okay, that one will be good enough. And there was, it was fantastic and it did me so well. And actually, I think this is where I think people sometimes, you, I was very clear on what I wanted. I was dance. I really wanted to appeal to the glitter and the sparkle and the yep. fabulousness of dance. And so all four designs were good. And I went, yep, that one's going to work. Did a straw poll around friends and family and, and went with that. But yeah, you, you do need to get your, your foundation done properly. I probably could have done it better. I could have done more dis, more forward planning on my logo, but yeah, so or my, my brand rather. The other question, I'll make this the last one. Um, you started when social media was virtually non-existent or in its infancy. Yeah. How did you get your name and get your brand out there? Because as, as your guest said earlier on, um, it, you've got Instagram, you can now put yourself out on. Uh, Facebook is okay, not so much, but everybody seems to be using this Instagram thing and uh, and or Twitter. Like like you, I, I can't okay, do Twitter. Twitter. No. Can't do Twitter <laughs> at all, but everyone seems to be Instagram this, Instagram. So what did you do to get your business out there grassroots level? Well, what was quite easy about niching is because it was dance schools. So there's only, I don't know, maybe in Essex's three or four or five hundred dance and stage schools. You knew who your market was. Right. And then you pick up the phone and you keep good records and you keep ringing them and you get your stuff together and you work hard. And I think... I think sometimes it depends on what you're doing, but I remember I speaking to someone say she was up north trying to get dance school business. She goes, I've sent loads of emails. I'm like, no, it's not good enough. You actually no. have to. Physically get hold of them. Yeah, get yeah. on the phone um, and, and make, and, you know, now actually we do quite a bit of it through Facebook, but I think if you're, you're trying to grow a business, nothing is better than real, actual human interaction. Oh, I always believe in that. What about yeah. flyers to, to initial, initialise things? No, so if, if we got a contact, we'd send out a pack, and so I had folders and all the pretty pictures, and we had pink envelopes, we had pink everything to start off with. It was, <laughs> we had pink furniture. People would walk in, it was like the weirdest pink, bright pink. That is branding to, the, to, to yeah. the utmost. I was right on it. It was, it was actually quite a good time because 
everything you could buy on the high street, hot pink was kind of the colour. So it made, even Ikea was doing pink furniture. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it had all that. The, the literature has to look professional. Yes. It, it has to look like somebody's designed it. And the thing is, printing is so cheap now. It's so cheap. Well, it has been for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, think back when me and Mike's husband were doing weddings, the brochures were a fortune to get printed. Now yeah. they're, they're, they're pennies. So, but you're getting that. I do believe in good design. And, oh, and, and getting a professional to do it. That's, that, 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 is, that is the best thing. Always get somebody who knows what they're doing to do the things that you don't know. Yes. I think we should play a song. We should play a song. Go on. Ian was just giving me a masterclass in interviewing. <laughs> <laughs> he comes in every week and goes, yeah, it was pretty good, but you didn't do this right, you didn't do that right. But I did all right today. Just didn't you did my... <laughs> absolutely perfect today. You did wonderful. Wait, my guest mic wasn't turned up three times. That's my three mistakes. But do you know, know what I thought on the way in? What? Who interviews you? Nobody's interviewed you. You've sat behind a mic. Nobody's known about you. Uh, now we have an interview about Carmel Jane. Hey, so that was a little bit of an insight, perhaps an overshare on local radio and on my podcast, but it was all how I feel and it's where it's made me today. Um, please remember to rate, review and subscribe. It really does help people to find us and it makes me feel good that I'm helping lots of people and you're all listening. Tune in next week where we have more top tips and inspiration. Hey, and remember, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference.